0: Our text has been the 23rd verse of the 5th chapter of 1 Thessalonians. And so we invite you to open, please, to that opening. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit, and soul, and body be preserved blameless under the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have talked about and are talking about spirit, and soul, and body. And we found from these studies that man is a spirit, that he has a soul and that he lives in a body. We found from this series of studies that when the word of God is speaking of the heart of man, that it is speaking of the spirit of man. You notice in this text here, Paul does not pray, I pray God your whole heart and soul and body. He doesn't mention heart here, because it's involved in spirit. In this word spirit, we've said to you before that we use the word heart the same way in our own talking from the standpoint of illustration. You see, when the Bible talks about the heart, it's not talking about the physical pump that pumps blood through your body and keeps you alive. You couldn't breathe with your physical heart anymore than you could breathe with your physical hand or your physical toe or foot or your nose or your ear. The Bible said, with the heart man believeth unto righteousness. And Jesus said, whosoever shall say and not doubt in his heart, but shall believe those things which he says shall come to pass, he'll have whatsoever he saith. But when he speaks of the heart, he's using it from the standpoint of illustration, just like we do. As I've said to you, we talk about the heart of a tree. Well, what do we mean when we talk about the heart of a tree? Well, we mean the very center of that tree, the very core of its being. And when God talks about the heart of man, he's talking about the very center of his being, the very core of his being. We talk about the heart of a subject. If we're discussing a subject, this is the very heart of it. What would we mean? We mean the most important part of it. And so you see here in this text, Paul begins on the inside, the very core, the very center, the very heart of man's being, his spirit. He starts here with the most important part of man his spirit, and then he comes to the outside. See, I pray, God, your whole spirit. He starts on the inside, and then he comes to the outside. And soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of the Son of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, you see, when he speaks of the heart and when he speaks of the spirit, in the New Testament, he's talking about a man that's just as real as the outward man is. But see, we live in this physical world, and we become so body conscious until it's hard for us to realize that spiritual things are as real as, as material things are, and physical things are, and, and natural things are, in fact, more real. Because God, who is a spirit, created all of these things. And then we've, we've established the fact, you see, Uh, I made the statement, now we'll establish it scripturally, that when he talks about the heart of man, he talks about the spirit of man, that he's talking about a man. Because in 1 Peter 3, 4, he said, but let it be the hidden man of the heart. Now notice that expression, man of the heart. So when he talks about the heart, then he's talking about a man, man of the heart. And then notice the expression here, hidden man. This man, the Bible said, is, is just as much a man as the outward man is, but he's a man of the heart or a man of the spirit. And then secondly, he's a hidden man. That is, he's hidden to the physical senses. You can't see him with your physical eye, but, uh, but he's in there where he's gone. Now, Paul put it this way. In 2 Corinthians 4.16 he said for though the outward man and everybody knows what the outward man is that's the body though the outward man perish or as the margin says is decaying yet he said the inward man now this inward man is that hidden man of the heart that Peter talks about which is a spirit man and so he said yet though this outward man is decaying Yet, he said, the inward man is renewed day by day. Praise the Lord. Now, you see, here's where we come into difficulty then when it comes to believing in God. We're to believe God with our hearts, in our hearts, in our spirits, in this inward man. To believe God with the heart, and the Bible said with the heart, man, believe in the righteousness, means to believe God with the spirit. We cannot believe with our intellect. That goes without argument. Faith is a product of the spirit. I don't mean a product of the Holy Spirit. I mean it's a product of the human spirit. This inward conviction this thing called assurance on the inside of us is a child of our spirits. We don't know why we know. We cannot explain it, yet we do know on the inside of us. Praise God, because we believe they're on the inside of us. Now, you know, my brother, sister when it comes to being healed, I mean physical healing by the power of God. Well, healing for our bodies is received from God the same way that the salvation or the new birth of your spirit is received. Or the same way that the baptism of the Holy Ghost is received. It's by faith, by believing on the inside. And yet, you see, so many times we substitute the faith of this outward man now we all know this, that when it comes to salvation, that the Bible said that by grace are you saved through faith, that not of yourself is a gift to God, that you receive salvation by faith, and then it says we walk by faith and not by sight. So, so when it comes to salvation, we don't let our feelings or the outward man, and see this, feelings is the voice of the flesh. Reason is the voice of the mind or the soul or the intellect. And conscience is the voice of your spirit. And so you never read where you, where we walk by feelings, because if you did that, then you'd be walking letting the outward man dominate you. And you never read the Bible where it said we walk by reason, for if you did that, you'd be letting your intellect dominate you. But it said we walk by faith, and so that way you're letting your spirit dominate you. But you see, we try to get our physical healing with with a natural human faith, and you can't do that. You can't do that. You You see, in the Bible... When Jesus, after he was raised from the dead, or resurrected and appeared to the disciples, and Thomas wasn't with him, and the disciples said the other disciples said to him, "We've seen the Lord." and he said, "I'll not believe unless I can see the print of the nails in his hands, and put my finger in that print or hole, and see that wound in his side, and thrust my hand in his side and about eight days later thomas was with the disciples, and they was all in a room. The door was shut, and suddenly Jesus stood in their midst. Now, he knew what Thomas had said, even though he wasn't present when he said it. And so he looked at Thomas and said, Thomas, reach hither thy finger, and behold my hands, and reach hither thy hand, and thrust it into my side, and be not faithless, but believe it. And Thomas said, My Lord and my God. And Jesus said, Thomas? Now, he didn't commend him at all. He said, Thomas, because thou hast seen, thou hast believed, but he said, Blessed are they which have not seen, yet do believe. Amen. In other words, Thomas was, just believe what this outward man told him, what he could contact Jesus and saw him there physically. And when it comes to receiving things from God, a lot of folks try to use Thomas's faith to receive, and you can't. It's a believing on the inside. Praise the Lord. The Bible, in contrast, gave us the lesson about faith in the fourth chapter of Romans about Abraham, whose faith is a type of the child of God's faith. And here it said in Romans 4, 17, Before him whom he believed, even God, who quickeneth the dead, and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And then he went on to say that he was not weak in faith, but he was strong in faith. And he considered not his own body, now dead, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. Now then notice that Abraham believed according to that which was spoken unto him. He didn't believe. He didn't wait for all this to come to pass. Then he's going to believe it. If it ever comes to pass, he'll believe it. Anybody could believe that, any sinner, anybody can have that kind of faith. But he believed what God said before it ever came to pass, and that's what brought it to pass. And it's believing in our hearts that brings to us in this realm that which God has provided for us. Now, the word of God has been given to us to feed our spirits, to develop our spirits, and to give faith or cause faith to come into our hearts. For Romans ten seventeen said, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. And so if you want to get faith into people, the only way you can do it is with the word of God. Get the word of God into them. And if you can't get the word of God into them, then you can't get faith into them. And if you can't get faith into them, then you can't help them and God can't help them. Because he can't help them apart from his word, for if he did, he'd make himself out a liar. You see, God has bound himself by certain rules and certain laws, whether you realize it or not. And if he violates those, well, then he lied. And if he's a liar, then there's nothing to any of it. And so, you see, he said he's magnified his word above his name. Praise the Lord. Now, when you open the word to people, when it comes to healing, I'm just using this in illustration to show you what it means to believe with the heart, to believe with your spirit as you bring people into the Word and you folks who are, who are dealing with the sick, now there are those at God's anoints with a minister of healing, but every believer ought to have a minister of healing. Amen. Are you hearing me? I said every believer ought to have a minister of healing. Right. I don't mean every believer ought to be anointed with the Spirit to, to minister in certain ways, but I mean every believer ought to be able to take the Word of God to a sick person and open that Word to them. You see? And give them what the Scripture says on it and if those folks are receptive to the word of God, then faith will come into their hearts. But you see, when you, when you open the word up to people, then they'll see that the word says, by his stripes we are healed. In fact, Isaiah prophesying about the coming Messiah said in Isaiah 53, 53rd chapter and the 5th verse that he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. But then Peter, in 1 Peter 2, 24, was looking back to the cross and back to the sacrifice of Jesus. And he said, Who his own self bear our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sins to live unto righteousness, by whose stripes ye were healed by whose stripes he were healed. Then you see, open the word to the sick, and if if their minds are open, that word through their mind will get down into their spirits. And as they meditate upon it, they'll come to see that by his stripes, according to the word, it says, I am healed because it involves we here, but it involves me. I am healed. Now then, if that person acts upon the word of God, you see, they they, they will ignore actually what the outward man tells us. Now the body may tell them that the the symptoms are still there, even the pain or, or the misery or whatever it is. But you see, instead of walking by natural human faith, you walk by Bible faith. Now I've seen people with incurable conditions That the doctor said could never be cured. This condition is incurable. But as I opened the word to them, I've seen that person with every symptom still present say, I'm healed. I said to them, how do you know you are? They said, because the word said himself took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. And that person's alive and well, not just one of them, but many of them, are alive and well today with no symptoms of the disease whatsoever. Glory to God. And yet when they acted in faith and made their confession, they had every symptom they ever had. I mean, as far as medical science is concerned, their, their, their condition was still incurable. Well, now, what happened? See, they believed that in their heart. You, you, you can't tell by looking on the outside what a fellow's got. You can't tell by, by the outward man what a man receives from God. You can't tell to save your life. When a man's saved, you may think he is. I've been, been fooled greatly in life. Because I've seen people that were emotionally stirred, and you have too. And I thought to myself, they got a real experience with God. Never did see him anymore. Never did come back to the meeting. Went away. If they ever got anything, nobody could tell it. And then these other people that I thought, my, 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 that person didn't get anything. They seemed to be so dry about it, seemed to be so dead about it. I mean, it didn't seem to be any kind of emotion mixed up with it at all. Do you suppose they really meant that? And yet their lives became so changed and they became such a wonderful Christian, such a stalwart Christian. You see, they did get something on the inside that showed up on the outside. See? The new birth is not a physical experience, it's a spiritual experience. Amen. And you can't tell at the moment to save your life by looking on the outside whether or not a man is born again. Amen. That's right. But it'll show up on the outside eventually. Yes, it will. I said it'll show up on the outside eventually, but yet he's got it on the inside all the time, praise God. And he, he receives it by faith. It's amazing, my brother, sister, how in the church, I mean, even in full gospel circles, that instead of walking by faith of the spirit our heart, spiritual faith, in other words, heart faith, and that's what we ought to walk by, Bible faith, instead of that, sometimes uh, nearly the whole church is walking by natural human faith. I remember I had a fellow one church I pastored one time, I had a fellow that today is an ordained, has been for a number of years, an ordained Assemblies of God minister today. But at this particular time, now he was a young married man, and he had been saved. Now, I don't know whether he'd ever been filled with the Holy Ghost or not. In fact, I, I, I don't think that he had. But he had been born again and, and come to church. But somewhere or another, when I came along there to pastor this church, he, he was out. He, I mean, he got out before I ever came. He wasn't even coming. I talked to him some, and I guess some others did. But anyway, uh, he'd come once in a while, not, not often, not often. But one time we were in a revival. I remember it was the last Sunday night of this revival, and he was there. And when the invitation was given, he came to the altar. And uh, we had a number of folks in the altar seeking God, you know. And I remember some of the men, some of the deacons gathered around him, prayed, well, I was praying with some and finally I came up to pray with him and he said to me, Brother Hagin said, praise God, the Lord's. Uh, I- I've known him and I-, I just went away from him, but I've come back to him, he's taken me back and, and he's forgiven me of my sins because he said, First John 1, 9 said, if we confess our sins, he's faithful just to forgive us of all of our sins and cleanse us of all unrighteousness. Well, I said, praise the Lord. Now, there didn't seem to be a bit of emotion about him whatsoever. I hugged his neck and he hugged my neck. One of these deacons of mine that had been praying with him, he got up, you see, when, when, when we got up, he got up off of his knees and said to him, said, Brother, how do you feel? <laughs> well, he said, I can't tell that I feel any different. Well, he said, You're not saved then. <laughs> well, he said, Really, I didn't come just exactly to get saved. I, I, I've known the Lord. I've been born again. I come to come back to God and to have him forgive me of my sins, and, and he did. Well, he said, If you don't feel like it, he didn't. And this young man said, well, it said right here, he had his Bible, it says right here in 1 John 1, 9, that if we, and that means me, if I confess my sins, that he, Jesus and God is faithful and just to forgive me my sin and cleanse me of all unrighteousness. It says that right there. And I confess my sins, so if I confess my sins, he's forgiven me. He said, if you don't feel like he has, he has it. This young man said... And I saw he was doing all right. I just left him alone. I thought maybe he could teach that deacon something. I hadn't been able to teach him anything. This young man said, uh, "Well, he said, you know, said I didn't know my feelings had anything to do with the Word of God. I didn't know that uh, that if I felt like the Bible didn't, so then Jesus lied." I didn't know if I felt like that what God said in his word wasn't so that that then it becomes a lie because I don't feel like it's so. I just thought God's word is so regardless of what I feel or whether I feel anything or not. Well this fellow said I'll tell you, said if it's me, and I knew this deacon was the most wishy-washy fellow, up and down fellow, didn't know he saved half the time you know because he's walking by his feelings, you know what I mean. I thought maybe this this uh, fellow that just come back from God this night, might be able to help him, <laughs> but he couldn't get it over. This fellow said, and then, then two or three more fellows come up, and I stood there in amazement. Listen, two or three men tried to talk him out of it, tried to tell him he didn't have it, and he said, "Well, men," he said, "according to God's word, I do." Praise God. <laughs> According to God's word, I do. Well, that was the last night, and so other folks got through praying, so I said, well, there's been several folks here who've been saved. Some have come back to God, and some have been filled with the Spirit. Maybe some of them like to testify before we're dismissed, and this was the last night of the meeting, and this young man, among others, stepped forward and said, I want to thank God tonight because the Lord took me back. He said, I was out of fellowship with him. I'd been born again, but he said, I'd been away from him. I'd been in church, oh, a few times, not many for several, two or three years here. But he said, I came tonight. And I came with my Bible in my hand and according to 1 John 1, 9, praise the Lord. I knew what the Lord do said before we came down here. But said, I wanted to make it public. And so he said, I came down here public before the whole group to let you know, praise God, that the Lord's forgiven me. Praise God. Praise God, And you know, just as soon as the service over, some of these same fellows made a beeline to him, tried to talk him out of it again. Well, he came out to Wednesday night service. Now, I'd never been to one of our Wednesday night services, you see, because he'd been out of church, and once in a while, as I said, he'd come to service, but not a Wednesday night service. And when we had a testimony meeting, he was one of the first ones up to testify. And he made mention of fact, Said, "You know," said, "since I came tonight," said some of the brethren asked me. Said, "Well, brother," said, "how are you feeling?" He said, "Well, I don't know. I really haven't stopped to examine my feelings." They said, "Well, do you feel any different or any better?" He said, "Well, no, not that I can tell." But he said, I never read in the Bible where it said we walk by feelings. I read where it said we walk by fates. Praise God. And I, Sunday night in that altar, confessed my sins and confessed I went away from the Lord and came back to him and he forgave me, and I'm just thanking God for it. Praise the Lord. Well, the next, uh, in this church, we had a Saturday night service. And Saturday night, he, he gave a similar testimony. And then the next uh, Wednesday night he gave another similar testimony. And then uh, on the following Saturday night, it had been about two weeks. You see, Sunday night would have been two full weeks. And he, he said, you know, I was out at work. And he said, I got to thinking out there how good the Lord was to take me back after me going away from him, turning my back on him, going back and picking up a lot of sins. And he said, before I realized it, out there on the job, I just shouted out loud, Hallelujah. <laughs> And he said, then I felt a little embarrassed, but I just said to the men, well, glory to God, men, said, I've let it out, said, the, the, I, I've got back to God and I'm happy about it. And he said, you know, it seemed like that released something on the inside of me. And he said, I said, told that to some of the men, said, well, you just got saved out there on the job then. But no, he said, I got back to God here two weeks ago. What I felt then was a manifestation of what I had all the time, but I got it back there then. Now you see a lot of times what folks are wanting, they're wanting some kind of manifestation to come and then they're going to base their faith on the manifestation. But if you'll believe God's word first, the manifestation will take care of itself. Amen. I like something that, about healing that Dr. Lillian B. Yeoman said. She was a medical doctor, you see, who believed and practiced and preached divine healing. And she said, it's a sin to look to see if the Lord's a healing you. you just hold fast to your faith when you start looking, while then you're getting in the outward man. You're not holding to the inward man. And you see this faith of the inward man is described right here in this fourth Chapter. Of, of 2 Corinthians, in the 16th verse, where he said, For which cause we faint not, but though our outward man perish or is decaying, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. Now now look at the 18th verse. He said, Where we look not at the things which are seen. That, that's not what we're looking at. We're not looking at the things that are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Well, now, how are you going to look at things that are not seen? You can't see them with this eye. But you can see them with the eye of faith. Praise the Lord. I said you can see them with an eye, the eye of faith. I said one time when I went with... uh, Pastor O.B. Braun in Fort Worth, Texas, pastor of the Rosen Heights Assembly of God Church. I went with him to visit a lady, Assemblies of God, lady evangelist who was 82 or 3 years old. He had come, he was a Baptist, member of Frank Norris' church, First Baptist Church of Fort Worth, and his brother-in-law got him to go out to this tent meeting this woman was holding years ago, and he got light on the Baptist and the Holy Ghost and went to the altar he was already saved and was filled with the Holy Ghost and God called him to preach and so somewhere or another naturally this lady minister had a place in his heart you see and he said to me Brother Hagen I've been visiting her for a couple of years After the doctor said she ought to have been dead they, they opened up her body and found seven different malignant growths and wouldn't operate on her just clamped her up and rolled her out and said she died she's past 80 you see but somewhere or another she's laid there bed fast for two years so we went to visit her And I said to her, among other things, as he did too, see yourself well. Oh, I made it too. Leave me alone. Let me die. I'm old enough to die. We said, well, yeah, you can die if you want to, but don't die like this. Let God heal you and then die if you want to. But don't die like that. You see, look at the unseen now. See, we we look not at the seen, he said. We look at the unseen here. While we look not at things that are seen, didn't this text say that? You got your Bible there? Do you read it? 2 Corinthians 4, 18. Can you read? I say, can you read? What did it say we look at? Things which are not seen. Things which are not seen. See, trouble with lump people, they're looking at the wrong thing. That's all they ever seen is things which are seen. That's all they ever see is things which are seen. I don't walk by things that are seen, I walk by that which is unseen and so you see healing belongs to her then from her heart by faith she's to see herself well we said her, see yourself up see yourself preaching 10 months time because we, uh, we prayed for her. 10 months time we came back to the city first thing brother Brown said to me said brother Hagan said that woman is healed Praise she's healed God. God. said in fact she's she's holding a meeting said the <laughs> said that her daughter phoned me she made her home with her daughter said she phoned me told me said mama's holding a meeting i drive far because she she never learned to drive a car she's 80 something now and so said she's holding a meeting out here in the suburbs of fort worth and said she's going to close we're going to close sunday night same night we begin see and said we'll be over there then on on tuesday night so they came over on tuesday night to our meeting you see and i'll tell you you wouldn't have thought at all that woman full of life was 80 some odd years old you'd think more she's about 55. maybe. And she said to me, oh, I'm so glad. Uh, In fact, she hugged my neck. Remember, she's (laughs) 80-something. And she said, I'm so glad you boys didn't let me die. Well, on back there, I was yet in my 30s. Brother Braun was in his 50s, so I guess we were just boys to her, weren't we? I'm so glad you boys didn't let me die. She said, that had been the easiest thing in the world. You know, sometimes that's the easiest thing to do. Read it, she said, I knew heaven was real, and I sort of wanted to go on but I saw God not going to get any glory out of this and said I began to do exactly what y'all said and what you suggested I began to see myself up I began to see myself well I began to see myself preaching again and I began to see this huge stomach you see that was large as a barrel with these malignant grosses getting bigger all the time and all the rest of the body's just skin and bone I began to see that stomach gone you know gone down the normal side the rest of my body fill out I saw myself preaching again. I saw myself winning souls. And she said, you know, it didn't happen overnight. Said, In fact, you couldn't tell for, for some time, but I, I saw myself that way. But she said, then after a few weeks, I could tell this stomach's going down. It looked to me like it's just get, going down. And after a little while, I, I could see that it was. And after about three or four months, she said that it, uh, it was just practically all gone. And then after six months, it was completely gone. This is ten months. And I was out of bed before then, For that concern. He said, my body just filled out here and I began to eat and had a half appetite. And said, it's all gone. I went back to the doctor and said, one of my doctors, three of them on the case, and one of my doctors, the Church of Christ. <laughs> and said he said to me, with tears, just tears are running down. He sat there and cried like a baby right in his office after examining me. He said, I've seen a miracle. God. He said, I've heard people talk about it. He said, my church taught me all my life. This is not for us today. But he said, I know your condition. I've got two other specialists anointed. And he said, I know this had to be beyond man. It has to be God. And he said, I know you and acquainted enough with you to know that it has to be prayer and faith and God. And I'm just thrilled about it. And so she said to me, well, this is the month of May. She said, I preached two weeks here. Now, I'm 83 now. She's 82. She got healed. But she said, I know I can't go like I was when I was younger, but said I got all the summer lined up. I'm going to preach all the summer and rest all the rest of the year then, see? Then I'll go after it next summer again. I'm an evangelist, you see? (laughs) Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. Now, how did that come about? How did that come about? Well, my brother, sister, she rose above the evidences of the flesh, of the outward man. What her feelings said she looked into the unseen realm she believed in her heart praise god in her spirit that that which god had provided for her belonged to her and it was manifested eventually in her body somebody said well now brother Egan, i've been trying to believe that and i never have gotten any manifestation yet well you never have caught on to what i'm talking about yet That's right. but bless your heart keep meditating in the word you may get it yet yeah. Don't give up. How does our faith, how does our spirit get faith that our intellect cannot obtain? We've already said it's through the word. Because you see, Jesus said Matthew Matthew 4, four, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Now he's talking about spiritual food. He's saying that the word of God is food for your spirit just like natural food is for your body. Amen. He's using a natural human term to convey a spiritual thought, or truth. Our spirits, our hearts, this inner man, this inward man, this hidden man, this man of the heart becomes filled with assurance as we meditate in the Word of God. Now, I've walked my faith for years. I, I'm not criticizing anybody who doesn't. But I just don't know any other way to, to live, to walk. And and way or another, I, I, I got the revelation of faith on the bed of affliction as a Baptist boy, and I started my ministry as a young Baptist boy preacher. And the first church I pastored was a community church. But if I had to operate on a salary, I wouldn't do it. I've never had a salary particularly in my life. That's one thing after I got to Babylon and the ghosts came over among Pentecostal folks is I found out they used to walk the faith. Not much anymore. You might as well say amen if you can't say oh me. I mean you had an opportunity to believe God, didn't you? See? Well, I just said to this community church, well, I, I just wouldn't even receive an offering then. I didn't even take up any offerings. I'd I'd, I'd rather just walk by faith. Praise God and just trust God to to meet my needs. And you know, just as a boy, past that church, and I started out there when I was, well, when I was 18 preaching there. A little while after I became 19 years old. And it was amazing how God met my needs. I'd pray, I wouldn't tell a soul. I'd never tell a soul what I needed or what I didn't need just as a boy. Well, my needs weren't great. But I remember, and, 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 and so, I don't know, the man was a little reluctant to even take up an offering, but I remember one time I had a particular need, so I said, Lord, uh, you met every need, so you'll meet this one. So I remember we went to this Sunday night service, and I remember a lady played the piano, a little red redhead, red-headed woman. Nobody, once, once in a while, one of the men would say, well, we don't pay Brother Hagin anything. He preaches and practices here, so let's take up an offering for him anyhow, you see. And so they'd take up an offering, see, you see, know, and then folks would hand me something. But this little red-headed lady, I remember, she just stopped right in the middle of a song, just got up and just went over and got the offering plates herself and said, folks, God spoke to me. Now, you can just believe what you want to. Said, it seemed like one of these men around here to listen to God, but said, uh, <laughs> God's, God right in the middle of that song spoke to me and said, Brother Hagin had a need, and we're going to receive an offer. said, I'm going to take up an offering. She said, if it hang lips the devil, I'm going to take up offering. <laughs> <laughs> I thought she had quite a unique expression, but, but she did it. <laughs> I don't know where it hailed the devil or not, but I think it did something the folks. <laughs> but you know what? T- to my utter amazement, I never said a word to a soul, but, uh, but she said, we're just going to take up this offer, and I don't want one of you men to count it. She said, I'm just going to hand it there to Brother Hagin. He can put it in a pulpit in the service zone, put it in his pocket, and take home whatever it is It's his. And you know the amazing thing to me was this, that I put that money in my pocket and never did count it till I got home. And when I counted that out, I didn't have a penny over and I didn't have a penny under. I needed so many dollars and 20 cents. And there was so many dollars and 20 cents in there. (laughs) That's exactly what was in there. Now you know it's almost unbelievable that you'd hit it right on the penny. You'd think that there might be, you know, a, a few cents over or something, but I needed so many dollars and 20 cents to meet this need I was praying about, and when I counted, that's what was there. I never said a word to soul. There's so many dollars and 20 cents. Now, I had that to happen not just once, but again and again. I feel so sorry for folks who, who, who've who never had the privilege to walk the faith for their finances. They, they, they missed out on so, so much. You know what? Praise the Lord. That's the truth. That's the truth. Well, I I walk by faith for our finances and for my my finances and and, uh, for my needs through these 30 some odd years. And I know this, that the Word of God is the food that builds faith in our spirits, that makes it strong. That gives to our spirits and to our hearts quiet assurance, even in the midst of circumstances that belied. You see, friends, if you believe with the outward man, if you try to believe with the body, if you believe what your body tells you, then you believe what you hear, or you believe what you see, or you believe what you feel. But when you believe with your spirit, you believe God's word regardless of seeing, regardless of feeling, regardless of hearing. Or regardless of what in your physical sensitivity. Those people who are prayed for again and again, and I'm not opposed to people being prayed for more than once. Don't misunderstand me. But I'm talking about just again and 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 again. And there's been people that's been prayed for for physical healing for dozens of times. I'm sure some, no telling how many times. And fail to receive healing. Their faith is not in the Word of God. Their faith is in somebody else's faith. Or else their faith's in something else. Because when your faith is in God's Word, then when you act on the Word, that settles it. That's it. Praise the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you walk with faith and everybody else around you is walking in doubt and unbelief, well, you are sort of an auditor to them and they're an auditor to you. Yeah, right. And then they'll get mad about it even though they are Christians because you sort of show them up. Yeah. <laughs> but you see, when you believe in your heart, you can laugh from on the inside of it when everything on the outside is not going right. And when you know what God's Word said, you're not afraid to act on God's Word regardless. But if you do not have the foundation of God's Word built into your spirit and into your heart, then when you meet the devil in these areas, he'll defeat you and he'll whip you and he'll whip you badly. Because, see, he operates in this realm. That's the physical context, for he is the God of this world. I gave you my testimony on a number of occasions, but it fits in right here, uh, this testimony, and it'll bear repetition. Now, after I was raised up from the bed of affliction, oh, I don't know, uh, two, three years after. I was raised up from the bed of affliction. A couple of years, I guess, between two and three, maybe. I was raised up from the bed of affliction, heal of heart trouble, and so on. I had a stroke of facial paralysis. And, and, and one corner of my mouth, I, I do all right pretty good as long as I kept my mouth shut. A lot of folks are like that, you know. <laughs> they, they do pretty good as long as keep their mouth shut. But but when they open their mouth, then they, they're exposed, you see. But see, the right side of my face was paralyzed. I had no feeling there. Just as dead. I, I saw the peach and I couldn't feel that. Couldn't feel it. And I'd lie down at night and shut my eyes, or that is, try to shut my eyes to go to sleep. And I don't know why, but this lid here was partially paralyzed, and it'd go about half, too. I could reach up there with my finger and pull that lid, too, and it'd sort of open back up. (laughs) Did you ever try to go to sleep, one eye open, one eye shut? (laughs) It's hard to do. I mean, you know, it will bother you, sort of. So I just sort of rolled my eyes back up my head and gone to sleep. Well, I said, I, I was Baptist, but I knew what faith is. I said, I know what it'll do. I'd prayed about it some, but I said, I'm just going to set my time like this. I'm going down to the full gospel tabernacle. I didn't know it was the Assembly of God Church. They didn't have a name of the Assembly on it years before that. Well, they don't have the name of Assembly of God, don't yet. But I said, I, 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 they believe in healing down there, and they anoint with oil and pray for the sick. So I'm going down there to their next service. And I'm going to request prayer. So I went. The pastor preaching an evangelistic sermon. He never said a word about healing or prayer or anything. No one responded to the invitation. and he'd preached a little long, and so he said, "Well, well as usual, thing they'd close the service by giving the invitation. All Christians come around the altar and pray. But because it's late, he said we're just going to be dismissed as a word of prayer and go home." I preached a little extra long tonight, and it's already late. Well, when I saw his going home, I just lifted my hand and I said, Brother Pastor, I-, I wanted you to pray for my healing, please, before we go, if you don't mind. All right, he said, Come on up here. So I walked down the aisle of that old tabernacle, and he took a bottle of oil from the pulpit and anointed my forehead, and laid his hand on my head and prayed. I don't know one word he said. I didn't listen. I was really listening for one word, and that was Amen. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's all I was listening for, see, because that's my signal. When he says amen, that's when I turn my faith loose. When he says amen, you see, that's when I start believing I've received my healing. See? I've set my time. And so when I heard him say amen, that's what I was waiting to hear. I don't know what else he said because I didn't pay much attention, and I was waiting to hear that word amen. When I heard amen, I lifted my hand, and I was Baptist. But I lifted my hand and shouted as loud as I could, Thank God it's gone! Now when I said that, it really wasn't gone. Why somebody said if you said it's gone and it wasn't gone, you was lying about it. (laughs) You see, you forget this. Bless your little old heart. You forget this that the Bible teaches us that there's two kinds of truth and two kinds of knowledge. There's natural human knowledge, but there's this Bible knowledge, revelation knowledge, that's above natural human knowledge. Are you hearing me? Amen. And you see natural human knowledge and physical feelings said, you're still paralyzed because when I opened my mouth to say that, one quarter of my mouth went all the way around in my ear. <laughs> see? My feeling said it's still there. The symptom said it's still there. But it's revealed to me in God's holy word. I'm talking about believing the word in your spirit. God's word is revealed to me that himself took my infirmities and by my sicknesses and by his stripes ye were healed. Not going to be. Were. Were. If we were, then I am. What am I doing? I'm believing that in my heart. Because I believe it in my heart, I turn that faith in my heart loose. I say with my mouth, it's mine. I have it now. Well, this pastor then, this full gospel pastor, Reverend Connor, simply God pastor, asked me to dismiss. I dismissed the congregation. Every time I open my mouth to speak, one corner of my mouth and pull around in my ear. Soon as I'd said amen, I'd, I'd shout it out, praise God I'm healed, you see. Well, people rushed up around me and said, are you healed? I said, I sure am. Well, you know you don't look any different. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say I'm healed by looks. I said, I'm healed by faith. How do you feel? They said, do you feel any different? I said, not I can tell. Well, what makes you think you're healed? And I said, I don't think it, to know it. You see, this inward conviction this assurance in our hearts is faith. But it's got to be turned loose in our words and our actions to bring forth the manifestation and the reality of that in the unseen realm into the scene. And so the young people asked me, we walked home with young people and they asked me, said, this was, was new to them and odd to them. What makes you think you're healed when you don't look like it and you admit to yourself you don't feel like it? What makes you think you're healed? I said, I don't think it, know it. Well, what makes you say that? I said, the word of God makes me say it. And, and, and really, I was just full of joy. I mean, I had no manifestation at all, but I, I couldn't have been any happier if I had or any more full of joy if I had had a manifestation of the healing because I knew I got it on the inside of me. That's where you get it. Just like Salvation. You get it first on the inside and then it shows up on the outside. And I knew I had it in here, right in here. I've got that healing. Praise God. It's it's right in there. Hallelujah. And so, I said to these young people, Well, when you see me tomorrow, you'll admit I'm healed. Because, see, I knew it would be manifested. Next time you see me. And I said that in faith. Uh Praise the Lord. Next time you see me, you'll admit it. You'll know it. So, I went home, went to bed. Shut one eye, one eye is open. <laughs> Devil said, well, you didn't get it. Now you've told a to lie about it. You claimed you was healed and you're not. I said, Mr. Devil, you wait just a moment. I said, I believe I am. By faith I am. I'm not walking beside, I'm walking by faith. I'm not trying to believe with the outward man. I don't care what the outward man tells me. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I feel. I'm moved only by what I believe. Amen. And I believe I received healing from Brother Connor laid his hands on me. That was my signal. That was my contact, point of contact. And now then I said, Mr. Devil, and we, we, we weren't used to doing that in the Baptist Church, but I did it anyway. I said, I'm going to praise myself to sleep, praising God because I'm healed. And the last time I looked at the clock, because I had a luminous dial, I could see it in the dark. I'd been praising Him for forty minutes. I don't know how much longer I praised Him, because I fell off asleep. And when I woke up the next morning, my face is just straight as it is now. I went over to some of my friend's house, and I went in just a grin, and you see, and my face would have been twisted, you see, but now it's straight. Oh, they said, I see you got your healing. Yeah, I said last night, and Brother Connor prayed for. Well, you didn't have it when you left here. <laughs> When did you get it? Last night, Brother Connor prayed for me. Amen. Why, no, you didn't either, because your face was still twisted. Oh, I wish I could get that over to folks. What it means to believe with the heart means to believe with the spirit. You see, they're believing what the physical senses tell them. And that's what these friends of mine believe, see, and when their physical senses said us healed, then they believe they healed. But you can't get healed with that kind of faith. If I'd been on their faith to get me healed, I'd never got it. But you got to step on out beyond reason. Step on out beyond feeling. Step on out beyond the flesh. Step on out beyond the body. Praise God in faith. Amen. For to believe with your heart means to believe with your spirit. And it means to believe separate. From what your head tells you. Your reason tells you. Your intellect tells you. It means to believe apart and separate than what your body tells you. Well, let's prove that to you in conclusion. Now, here it is, Proverbs. Here's a scripture you quoted. Many times you got it in your mind, but it won't help you till you get it in your heart. Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5, 6, and 7. Trust in the Lord with what? All thy heart. That's your spirit. And lean not unto what? Thine own understanding. Most of us practice that verse, but I'm afraid too many of us practice it in reverse. We trust, try to trust in the Lord with all our understanding and lean not unto our heart. That's not what he said. Yeah, but now, Brother Hagin, common sense will tell you so and so. I know, that's what he told me right here, not to lean on that common sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I think so and so. I know, that's what he told me right here, is not to lean on what I think or you think or they think. Praise God. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he will direct thy paths. I just wonder if he will. Glory. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Don't think you know it all. <laughs> Another translation reads, Be not wise in thine own conceit. I like that translation. In other words, what he's saying is, Be not wise with sense knowledge. Be not wise with natural human thinking. Which leads us to repudiate the word of God and to act independently of the word. Now here's the counterpart to this verse in the New Testament. That was Proverbs, but over here in, New Test- in the New Testament in 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter. It was right there while I go into 4th chapter of 2 Corinthians. But 2 Corinthians, the 10th chapter, the 5th verse, I think we should read the 4th verse first, and then I believe we can understand the 5th verse better. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, What we're fighting with isn't in the flesh. Not carnal or fleshly. But they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. These weapons of our warfare are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. What are they? Casting down imaginations The margin of my King James, both my Oxford and Schofield Bible, the margin says, casting down reasonings. Casting down reasonings. And every high thing or everything that exalts itself against the knowledge of the word of God. And bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of of Christ now my brother sister this is very important if we want to walk in the faith we better get what he's saying here I like something Dr. Honeyager said to me the other night he said to me he said uh, you know he said I give this scripture to my patients more than any other scripture to Bible. but 2 Corinthians 10 5 casting down imaginations casting down reasonings. You see, the word of God must be superior to human knowledge, to human reasoning, to human thinking, whether that human knowledge be ours or someone else's. Because we need to know this, that human knowledge is always limited. No man has perfect human knowledge. But the word of God is perfect. Praise God forevermore. And this revelation, because God's word brings a revelation to us, it reveals to us God's great plan of redemption that he planned and sent the Lord Jesus Christ to consummate. It reveals to us in that plan of redemption there is not only the new birth available, but there is physical healing for our bodies available. And so this revelation is his perfect revelation. And it meets every crisis and it meets every need of our lives. If we trust this word with all of our hearts, then there comes a quietness, and there comes a rest into our spirits. Here is a verse of Scripture that every believer should, uh, should, should actually major. Turn with me here to the book of Hebrews. Underline these words. If you can't write in your Bible... Find one you can write in. Throw it away and get one you can write in. <laughs> Here in Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest. I said, when we trust in this word, that's trust in the Lord, trust his word with all of our hearts, then there comes a quietness and a rest into our spirits. He did not say, I think it's good to notice what he did not say before we talk a little bit more about what he did say. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 3. For we which have believed do enter into rest. He did not say that we which have believed enter into a state of fretting. Did he? He did not say, for we which have believed enter into a state of worrying and anxiety and grumbling and griping and fussing and confusion and perplexity. No, sir. He didn't say that because that doesn't go along with believing. That goes along with doubting. all of those things are a result of doubting but we which have believed do enter into rest yes yes you can have rest in here and the battle raging on the outside (laughs) I know I know I know I've been there you can have this rest right in here because you believe in there and physical symptoms in your body can be the most alarming. And the devil are telling your mind all kinds of thoughts. And your physical feelings just a yelling at the top of their voice. But yet on the inside there's a peace. Yes, amen. Believing is knowing. I don't mean knowing like you know that book's there, that song book's there because you can see it. I don't mean knowing that Ken Copeland's here because you can see him, heard him saying. That's not the kind of knowing I'm talking about. I said believing is knowing. You know what God's Word said. You believe that Word with all your heart. You trust in that Word with all of your heart. Believing, I said, is knowing. We know that the Word of God is true. When he says, and he says it, Philippians four nineteen, and my God shall supply all your need. Another translation said, every need of yours. Well, every and all is the same. If it's all your need, it's every need, isn't it? Then what do we do? We just simply know in our spirits that every need will be supplied, and we don't worry. We have no anxiety. Our hearts take courage as we read the word. Our assurance becomes deeper as we meditate in God's word. And this assurance in our spirit is independent of what our physical senses tell us. It may contradict what our physical senses tell us as often it does. But we know that spiritual things are as real as material things. We know that spiritual things are superior to physical things, for as I said, God, a spirit, created physical things. Spiritual things have to be superior. We know that spiritual forces are stronger than physical forces. We know that 1 John chapter 4, verse 4 said, Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. We know that the greater one in us is master of disease and weakness. We trust in Him with all of our hearts. You talk about trying to get you healing. I don't have to try to get me healing. I've got the healer in me. Amen. Glory <laughs> to God. Right.
1: Yeah. I've got the healer
0: in me. I said I've got the healer in me. Right, Greater is He that's in you than he that he's in the world. All I need to do is to learn how to put Him to work in me. Amen. It's my faith in Him that puts Him to work in. And so we trust in him with all of our hearts and he rises up in us and he gives illumination which we can get from no other source. We know, not we think, we know we cannot be conquered. We know because we believe. And we which have believed do enter into rest. Many a time. Many has been the time. Thank God for all of those trials. Thank God for all of those tests. But many has been the time that I lay down at night and pillared my head. And I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm pillowing my head on this pillar here. But I want you to know that spiritually speaking, I'm pillowing my head on your word. And I'm going to rest and I'm going to sleep because I have your word. That my need is met. And I've done that with some, some of the most alarming symptoms in my body. And, and the devil said, boy, you'll die in your sleep. Don't you remember way back Gary, when one of those doctors talked to you and he said that you'd finally, before you had died, you'd come and have certain one of these symptoms about your heart and you've got those symptoms now, and so you're in the last stages of this thing. And here I had been preaching for several years. The devil trying to bring it back on me. Said, uh, well, you'll, you'll probably die right tonight in your sleep. Don't you remember what he said? And I just laughed right in the nighttime, right out to the devil, and smiled in the night. I said, no, Mr. Devil. I remember what he said, but I'm casting down reasonings. And every high thing to exalt itself against the knowledge of God. I have the knowledge of God. <laughs> I'm pillowing my head. I'm going to sleep. I'm going to sleep. You see, I said, Mr. Devil, he'll keep his word with me. I'm dealing with God. I'm tied up with God. I'm not tied up with you anyhow. And then I said, Lord, I, I, I'm trusting your Lord. you. Lord, uh, your word. You said, trust the Lord with all your heart. Now, now I said, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. Praise the Lord. And if I don't make it, it'll be because you failed. It won't be because I failed, because I'm trusting your word. I, I'm, I'm taking you at your word. If you don't want to keep your word with me, that's all right with me. But, of course, I know you will. Praise the Lord. So I'm not troubled about it. I have rest about it. I know in the spirit. And you know you can sleep. Oh, praise God. Oh, praise God. And awake and all the symptoms are gone, disappeared. And in the midst of trial, test, financial difficulty, most adverse circumstances, you can do the same thing. Well, somebody said, I can't. Yes, you can. If you walk by faith, you can if you learn to believe with your heart you can if you learn to believe with your spirit you can how many of you folks are believers Let's see your hand i didn't say a mental ass center i said a believer they see your hand well somebody said i sure hope that works for me well it won't <laughs> it won't because you never get anything from god by hope is by faith. If you'll start believing it'll work for you, it will. Amen. Start acting on God's Word. Start putting it into practice. Now, you can always put it into practice for yourself. You can't always for the other fellow because he has his a will of his own that comes into play. See, so you can't push something off on the other fellow. I mean, God himself can't do that. But if you can get them to bleed with us, with you, like we did that little lady, that 82-year-old woman dying with those malignant growths, If you can get them to respond to you, praise the Lord, you can get results. Amen. 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 I could stand right here and I just gave you the one, but just, just, when when the sun come up in the morning, I could still be giving you illustrations of people that I know Personally that have been given up to die, some of them by, by the best medical science do- doctors in the land in their day. They're alive today and well today. Some of them preaching the gospel. Some of them in the ministry. I found out this. When I can get people to quit trying to get something and start receiving and believe in God, something happens. But you can tell some people that and they'll say it, and I've tried to get the truth over to them, tell them what the Bible said. Oh, yeah, I know all that's in there, brother. I've read all of that. But I'll tell you, I'm going to keep on trying and I'm going to keep on praying. Maybe God will heal me someday. I hope He will. I say it with tears those folks are dead. But why didn't you help them with your faith? Their unbelief nullified my faith. The Bible said, How can two walk together except they be agreed? The Bible said, Jesus said, if two of you agree on earth, it's touching anything that has to be done. He didn't say, if, if one of you agrees and one of you disagrees, you'll get it done. He never said that at all. He didn't say, if one of you believes and the other doubts, it'll work. He never said that at all. You can't find anything in the Bible that said that. Are oh, you listening? Well, our faith a lot of times has brought things to people and then they wouldn't accept it. I mean, even after it came, even after it manifested. I told you one time, I was holding a camp meeting right here in Oklahoma several years ago. For uh, uh, Used to have some of the, in the assembly of God, some sectional camp meetings down the southeast corner. Of that district, uh, section down there, <laughs> where they had me to preach a camp meeting, and, and we preached it in the city park in Hugo, Oklahoma. All the uh, assembly churches, see, in that section were cooperating. We put, put this tent up down there. And I, I remember a lady came, evidently, I guess she was a member of one of those churches, and and I said, what'd you come for? I was sitting in a chair on the platform praying for the sick. What'd you come for? Eh, yeah, she said. I said, what'd you come for? Eh? Yeah. I said, what did you come Oh, she said. Oh, I said, it's your ears. Yeah, she said, I can't hardly hear anything. You know, they talk loud. She said, I, I sat right back there under that speaker and tried to listen to your sermon, but said, I, I couldn't get it. Well, I said, the Lord will heal you. I laid my hands on her ears and prayed. I had one of the, one of the pastors down there of the, one of the churches was helping me in the healing line. He'd bring these folks up there and then other pastors take them on, see. And he'd walk this woman up here before me, you see. And she thought he'd stand right by him. So I said, brother, I said, you say something. I said, sister, you, you can't see him because you're facing me and everybody can see that. I said, say praise the Lord, hallelujah, anything you want to say, just say something. I said, see if you can hear it now, sister. He said, Praise the Lord. I said, now, did you hear it? Yeah. I said, repeat it then. She said, Praise the Lord. I said, say something else. He said, Hallelujah. She said, Hallelujah. He said, I said, say something else. He said, Glory to God. She said, Glory to God. He said, Amen. She said, Amen. And all the time he is back and back until he got halfway back of that tent. And that the, the tent was 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 over hundred feet long. And so he was at least 50 to 60 feet from her. And, 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 he, and, and I could barely, he, he quietened down, you see. And I, I barely got it myself. I barely caught it. And she repeated it. Well, everybody's shouting because she's a hearing and praising God for it. And I said, well, isn't that wonderful? She, I said, sister, you're hearing as well as I can because I barely got that myself. I could have barely repeated what he said myself. Oh, she said, I can hear anybody and they're standing right behind me shouting real loud. <laughs> and the whole crowd just started laughing because then you he was way back there, you see, and, and he didn't say it very loud either, and the preachers on the platform couldn't hardly hear him either, and I said, well, just turn around and look, sister, so she turned around and looked and saw him standing way back halfway of that tent, a little further than halfway. Well, she said, I'm not healed, and I know I'm not, and I'm not going to have it that way, and lost the whole thing and went off without it. Why, well, you see, friends, some people said, well, if I got it, I'd believe it. Well, why didn't she believe that? I mean, she had it. I mean, I mean the whole congregation of, of a few hundred people, four or five hundred people knew she had it. I mean, it's quite obvious she heard. But no. You see, our faith brought that healing there, my faith, these preachers' faith. That mass faith, that congregation brought that healing to that woman's ears, but her unbelief nullified the effect. She even had a manifestation of it, and still her unbelief nullified the effects of it. Can't you see that? Let's do our best in dealing with people to help them to see what it means to believe with the heart, folks. Get them to believe with us. Join with us. How can two walk together except they be agreed? Brother Copeland and I cannot walk down this aisle together if he's going that way and I'm going this way. We can't do it save your life. He's going to have to come go with me if we're going to walk together. Amen. Can't you see the same thing true spiritually? Sure. See, too many people got the idea, well, if you could just prove something to me. You see, the Word of God is the thing that ought to prove it to you. And if you don't believe that word, there's no help for you. You just might as well forget it. The word's going to cause faith to come. Find out what his word said. All right, every believer, then shut your eyes. Shut your eyes. Shut out everybody else. That's the reason I have you to shut your eyes. I want you to shut everybody out. and Raise your right hand. I want you to say it out loud with your own mouth, loud enough you can hear it to your own ears. I am a believer. I am a believer. I am not a doubter. I am not a doubter. Not a doubter. Heavenly Father, Father, I, thank you I thank you tonight for thy written word. Thy, written word. Thy, word thy word is truth. Jesus said, ye Jesus shall know, the truth, he shall know the, truth, the truth and the truth shall make you free. Make you free. It, is it is the truth that himself that himself took my infirmities, took my infirmities and, bear my sicknesses. and bear my sicknesses. I believe that in my heart I believe that in my and heart. because I believe it in my heart I say it with my mouth my himself, himself, himself took, my infirmities took my infirmities and bear my sicknesses and, bear my sicknesses. and by his stripes I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. My every need is met, my every need is met. for it is written
1: for it is rich. But,
0: my God but my God shall supply, shall supply all your need all your according, needs. To, his according to his riches in glory by Christ, Jesus. by Christ Jesus. I believe that in my heart. I that and because heart. I believe it in my heart, I, I, say in my 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 I say it with my mouth. My need mouth. is met. My need, my, need my need is met. now. I am healed, now. I am, healed now. I am now. I am saved now. I am filled with the Holy Ghost, now. With the Holy Ghost I the now. now. I have the answer to my prayer now. I have the answer to my prayer now. Faith is now. Faith is now. For it is written. For it is Hebrews 11 what Hebrews 11 Now what? faith is. Now, now faith is. Now I believe. Now I believe. Now I'm healed. Now I'm healed. Now I'm well. Now I'm well. Now my needs met. Now my needs. Now I'm met. a child of God. Now I'm a child. Now I'm, now I'm ready for heaven. Now I'm ready for heaven. Glory. Glory to God. Glory. Glory, glory, glory. Put your other glory, hand up glory, and thank glory, Him for glory, it now. Thank you, Jesus. Praise Hallelujah. the Lord. Praise Thank you, Lord. the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Forever, 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 thy word is settled in heaven. Forever thy word is settled in heaven. Now, friends, that's not acting on the Word of man, that's acting on the Word of God. Everything we said, God's Word said. Is it true or is it not true? It's so true. I said, is it true or is it not true? It is true, isn't it? It is Yes, true. Doing what we just did is scriptural. Anybody that knows how to read knows that so. And to doubt that would cast a reflection on your intelligence. Amen. That's absolutely the truth. Acting on God's Word is right a believer praise God is a doer of the word he does it he acts on it he puts it into practice I'm a believer aren't you Yes, sir. I want you as you go now turn shake hand with your neighbor three people to three people and say to them I am a believer I'm not a doubter go ahead I'm amen I'm amen I am a believer I'm not a doubter That concludes this message. For more information about Kenneth Hagen Ministries, call 1-888-283-2484 or visit our website at www.rema.org or write Kenneth Hagan Ministries, Post Office Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150-0126. And in Canada, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries, Post Office Box 335, Station D, Etobicoke, Toronto, Ontario, Canada, M9A4X3.